Welcome to episode 95 of the ABC GCI Coffee Break Podcast. My name is Allison Jackson, joined by Mike Maloney and Kayla Rodriguez-Santiago. Our presenting partner this month is Haztech. And then our lightning round sponsor this month is the ABC Mass Membership Committee. Mike, tell us a little bit about our presenting partners this month. Uh, This month, we're proud to still have Haztech Safety Management on board with us. And for those that don't know, they are... Uh, they've been out for 25 years, and they've been partnering with clients to solve their safety challenges and support their sites. They have the largest and most diverse team of full-time safety experts in North America, and it's their mission to enrich the health, safety, and well-being of their employees, their customers, and the communities. You can learn more about Haztech by going to haztechinc.com. And then for those that are new to the, sh- to the podcast, uh, October is Membership Drive Month here at ABC Massachusetts, and uh, we're glad that with ABC Masters membership committee is on board to sponsor the lightning round. Uh, they are running a kind of a membership special. If you join in October, you get the rest of 2023 for free and you don't get an invoice till 2025. If you have questions about membership, you can reach out to Venus at abcma.org. Um, so we were chatting a little bit before we started recording, and I want to know what are you guys listening to this week? Like, are you listening to any specific albums, artists, podcasts, audiobooks? Partially, I want to know because I'm looking for some new ones to listen to, but also I just like to talk about what I'm listening to. But, um, Kayla, what are you listening to this week? Why don't you start? So, as you guys know, um, Ed, you know, Junior and I are going to West Virginia to go see, if you didn't know, I have a relationship <laughs> God. So we're going to go see this this worship um like singer named Brandon Lake. And the guy who's performing with him, his name is Ben Williams Hastings. And Junior sent me this song. It's called Captain. And it is it's Captain Live at the Emporium. If you ever like look it up on YouTube, and it's literally the most beautiful song I've heard. And it really just puts me in a good mood. I, you know, just, it's like a good, you know, feel good music. Um, so genuinely just puts me in a good mood. And that's what I've been having on repeat because I'm like, listen, I don't know who this guy is. And I need to at least know one song before I go. There's nothing worse <laughs> than going to a concert and like not even knowing like one <laughs> song. Cause it's like, you want to sing and you want to be part of it so yeah. bad, but it's like, you don't know the words. So it's like, you feel yeah. so like trying to mouth it. But it's like it's if, not- you, if you like pay attention to the person next to you, if they like really know, you can like almost like copy them just like half a second after. <laughs> yeah, it's like thank you. Yep. Or <laughs> and the concerts will not have the lyrics up on the screen, which would honestly be super helpful. But right? oh, that's a really that's a good idea because I so- have to. I watch the lyrics on like Spotify when I'm wa- when I'm listening. I like to look yeah. at the lyrics when I'm like just getting to know a song, and then I learn yeah. them. I'm fine, but it it helps with just like the memory. So a lot of like in um, I'm hoping that this concert will have it because a lot of like worship um, concerts um, will have if somebody is like, you know, they're performing, they'll have the lyrics up on like two different screens so that you can sing along with it. So I'm hoping we'll see. Uh, I listen listen to the ABC GTA Coffee Break podcast on my way into work and sometimes on the way home. What a great answer. Wow, you are answer. like the number one supporter. I love it. 
Uh, no, I am. <laughs> no, I, that's kidding. right. Of the um, well, at least one person listens, right? Um, I like Neil deGrasse Tyson's Star Talk. Ooh, kind of, Kayla, kind do of. you know who that is? You do know who that is. If you saw you his face, you know who that is. Okay, he's an I'm astrophysicist. Guy, right? Hold on, I'm gonna brilliant. Pull. Sure, the guy's brilliant. What's his name again? Maybe Neil, I'm pulling it up to show you. Neil deGrasse Tyson, and it's what was the latest topic? I haven't heard in a couple of days, but. His podcast is usually 40 to 45 minutes long. He has a comedian called Chuck Nice on there, right? He's like a comedian. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yes. He's like brilliant. <laughs> I didn't even know he had a podcast. What? Oh, he's, he's, Me he's, neither. He's brilliant, right? And the guy, he talks to you like a normal person would talk to you. So when he talks about like time travel, space stuff, planets, aliens, it's great. And the comedian's it's funny casual. too because it's very ca- very casual. I haven't seen in a couple of days, but there's that. And I like um, uh, I like Joe Rogan's podcast because he's, again, like a regular guy. He's from Boston. So it's like his podcast is very long. It's like 10 trips in and out of work. You know, it's like three, three hours. hours. Yeah. yeah. He, had yeah. Post, he had Post Malone on a couple of weeks ago. And Post Malone was great. It was a great guest. Was it? Great. Oh, I'll have to listen. Oh, my God. It I was like great. Post Malone. He's not like a regular guy. Like he collects. He plays magic. Like he bought. He plays Pokemon. He bought that. Oh, he bought that Magic the Gathering card that's worth two million dollars. He bought the one. It's a it's a the ring from Lord of the Rings. They made one card and he bought it for two million dollars. Imagine. And he tried to explain the game to Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's like, what are you talking about? Like what's the Marvels? Yeah. That's it, a lot of money to drop on a card, but yeah. It's a lot of money to drop on, on anything. anything. <laughs> for like a card, like a like a card, like a playing card. Um, but that's you know, I just Music, Spotify music. Allison, what, how about you? Um, I'm definitely listening to a lot of music right now. I'm a yoga teacher, so I am like, I have to find a lot of like new different music. I teach four classes a week, so it's like I need to like mix it up because yeah. otherwise people are going to come on. <laughs> it gets boring. Yeah. Same playlist over and over. Same playlist, um, yeah. I'm, I listen to Noah Kahan's album every single day if you haven't listened to him listen to him um oh, he's from Vermont, actually so he's like Ooh. kind of a local um but yeah his his songs are really really good um i'm listening to pregame rituals right now if you haven't heard of them they have a new album that released two weeks ago yeah. um so definitely listen to them okay subtle drop Pre-game. You said pregame rituals, right? Pregame rituals. Um, And then for podcasts, um, I'm listening to Giggly Squad right now. It's two girls from that have been on Bravo. Um, (laughs) They were on the show Summer House. One of them is still on. The other one isn't. But one's a comedian. And the other one, she's like in like fashion or whatever. And they just like kind of talk. It's nice. Like it feels like your friends are just like kind of talking. and then I also am super into like crime podcasts. So I listen to Crime Junkie. I listen to National Park After Dark. Um, What's up last, with last there's podcast? Like a, there's a big thing with like women and like crime. Like, mm-hmm. right? There's, if you yep. see on TikTok, it's like, why is my wife always watching crime shows? And it's like the funniest like videos on TikTok. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so when you said crime, I'm like, of course. 
Yeah, I love to have Dateline on in the back too. Of like all, <laughs> I love it. I don't know why it like calls me what? for some reason, I, which I think I love, is probably bad. But love Dateline, love it, love well, it. Well, Dateline it. actually has a podcast version of the episodes um, that my friend Ooh. listens to. Um, shout out KG. But it's, it's um, always the husband or the wife. It's always the husband. Always, it's wife. always someone that's close to the person. Yeah. Very usually, it is rare that it's like someone yeah. else. And, and when then you. Is, you, you watch the whole dateline right and they you get to 58 minutes and you're like it's the husband and they flip it and sometimes it's not the husband like you know the husband it was exonerated. the sister it, it was a sister that's her right. sister was a witch that's right all right so this week on the podcast we've got a great host dan barry who is not only a uh, employee of excel fire but he's also a teacher for gci he's a sprinkler fitter instructor and we were glad to have him on he's a great guy and i'm glad we got him on so let's hear from dan My pleasure to introduce uh, Dan Barry to the podcast. Uh, welcome, Dan, to the to, to the podcast. And I know that you're a busy man, and I give you you know a lot of props because not only do you work full time during the day, but you teach at night for the Google Construction Institute. So thank you for doing that. I know it's not an easy thing, uh, being being working full time and then teaching a couple nights a week is is very difficult. But you make it look easy. Welcome to the podcast, Dan. All right, thank you for having me, Mike. So for those that don't know who you are, um, I kind of gave you the the, the the quick quick version here. But why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us what you do. Sure. So I'm uh, my name is Dan Barry. I'm the operations manager for Excel Fire Protection. Um, we're a fire sprinkler installation maintenance uh, design and inspection company out of Salem, New Hampshire. Um, so we service most of Massachusetts. Uh, my role here is as the operations manager, I kind of oversee the day-to-day -day operation. Um, I work with, uh, I have three P field PMs that um, that I oversee. I manage the schedule, uh, coordinate stuff with our uh, service department, design department. Um, and we have a, uh, we have a shop uh, as well. That's, that's pretty busy um, getting material out to our guys. Uh, so that's more or less my day today consists of managing those guys, taking calls from customers, vendors, um, and then the boring stuff, reviewing the invoices and, and uh, you know, making yep. sure everything's all, all the wheels are grinding as they should, I guess. Um, now, for, for those that aren't familiar with what Sprinkler Fitter is and what they do, how did you get into this field, I guess? Because it's not something where you like, you know, young Dan Barry was one day hoping to be a sprinkler fitter how did you how did you get into that line of work not at all so in high school i um i grew up in, in ipswich mass and my uh my uncle at the time was on the fire department there uh and he had encouraged me to join the call department so i did that while i was in you know senior year of high school i got on the call department in ipswich mass and then um out of high school i did a brief stint at north shore community college realized that wasn't my thing yep uh I'd always worked at a garden center, got into some landscaping in Boston, realized that wasn't my thing. And I, I'm like, all right, I want to give the trades a shot. I, I, you know, along with my uncle that was on the fire department in Ipswich, I had, you know, my mother's one of 12. So I had uncles that were electricians and plumbers. So I'm like, all right, I, I'm going to get into plumbing. And I, I was striking out. I was calling around, uh, looking in the, you know, I don't know if we had 
I think Craigslist was around back then, but it was more or less the newspaper ads. Right. <laughs> so I was looking for the help and the help one and uh, calling around, calling local uh, plumbing companies. It was striking out. And then I bumped into, uh, I was grabbing lunch in Brighton and I bumped into a couple of guys from, I believe it was G&G Fire Protection. I'm not sure if they're around anymore, but uh, I bumped into them Um and they kind of, they told me about the trade and how great it was. And I got my, my wheels turning. So at that time they were out of Easton mass, which I thought, Oh, that's kind of far. So I, um, I opened the phone book up and I just started calling a bunch of sprinkler companies and I landed here at Excel back in, I think 2004. So what a great story. Yeah. So they, so they hire you with no they, experience. Yeah. Yeah. And what did you think right out of the gate here? Like, what what was your first impression of the, of, of the trade you picked? Uh, God, I mean, I didn't know what to expect, um, to be honest with you. Um, I knew, I knew, I really didn't know much about it other than, you know, they, they put <laughs> sprinklers in ceilings. So, uh, but I got into it and I, I immediately fell in love with it. It uh, just the, the fact that, you know, the trade itself is a great trade. It's very hands-on. Um, just like any of the other mechanical trades, it's, you know, very, it's, it's labor intensive, it's demanding, it keeps you in shape, keeps you sharp. Um, but not only on top of that, we're, we're installing uh, life safety equipment. So, right. you know, it's at the end of the day, the systems we put in could save a life. So something about that felt rewarding as well. So I think it's um, great. It, I really, yeah. If- Think of the technology. I mean, some people might not realize it, but there's a ton of technology behind the scenes of that sprinkler system. Oh, yeah. yeah. Be, and yeah. I've learned that, you know, I work for a company and part of our building out this building was they had to do a sprinkler system. It was crazy to see. I, I don't think I understood fully what it was. I thought it was just water coming out of a pipe with the fire. But there's a whole bit of technology behind that. Oh, can, yeah. Can you talk about some of the technology behind that? Because that's pretty interesting stuff. Oh, I, I mean, as far as, you know, all our equipment and devices to monitor the sprinkler system, you know, if you have your basic wet system, you're going to have tampers and flows. But even before the installation begins, there's the whole design process. And we rely on our designers to engineer these systems to, to function properly based on the available, <clears throat> excuse me, the available water, right? So, you know, we need to know that the system we're installing is going to work. So they determine all the pipe sizes. They basically hydraulically count these systems. And then we'll, as installers, we go and we put them in. So, um, you know, the design into things, those guys don't get enough credit sometimes, but that's, right. that's, that's kind of the birthplace of the sprinkler system. But then you get into the system itself and, you know, you're right. It, the majority of the system is it's pipe and sprinkler heads, but uh, on top of that, there's, Again, the devices we install at the right, tampers, flows, pressure switches, bells, um, that's just on a basic wet system. But then you get into fire pumps. If you don't have adequate water supply, you're installing fire pumps. And those are pretty complex with with uh, really, you know, uh, fire pump panels, jockey pump panels, sensing lines, just goes on and on. Um, we have pre-action systems, which are designed for, you know, uh, compute high-end computer spaces, you know, sometimes in-rack systems will utilize pre-action systems. Basically, that prevents false trips. You know, if somebody breaks a sprinkler head, you're not going to ruin all your product or your right. equipment. So, yeah. 
Um, and it's a shame because some of the systems, I'm sure you, you'll agree, is beautiful, the design and the way it looks. And then it gets shuttered up inside a ceiling and they put the drop ceiling on. You never can see how cool it looks behind yeah, the scenes. No, right? You got a great point there. There's nothing more rewarding than looking up at the ceiling before. You know, <laughs> when the rough when the rough install is done and you can appreciate your work and then it gets all covered up. Yeah. And, you know, the head's got a flat white plate. So and, and people don't realize, you know, all the work that went into putting in that you know, sprinkler system. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then part of the education of a sprinkler fitter, and you could talk about this because you're a teacher as well, but what are some of the things you guys cover in class to get these guys ready to, to be in the field? So um, we really, uh, along, you know, you get your core curriculum, but sprinkler specific, we really delve into into the code, NFPA 13, uh 13R, 13D, which are your sprinkler standards, um, NFPA 14, 25, 25's inspection and testing. So, you know, we follow the curriculum in the books and then build on that curriculum with the with the standards and codes that are going to get them to pass their state exam. So what about um and it, it, I ask us a lot of people, right? A lot of people get into the trades because they don't want to take tests and they don't like math. How yeah. much math do you think is in the sprinkler fitter's job? You know, the math, uh, the math. How do I put this? It if if you it's not as demanding as some of the other trades. If you have the basic math, if ba basic math knowledge, you can do very successful in this trade. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, the math itself, you want to make sure you understand square footage and um you know, that that's probably the biggest one. Understanding the square footage uh, is probably the, the biggest thing they need to know. And, to, and there's other stuff. But, uh, yeah, no, I don't think the math is all that demanding compared to some of the other trades. Like, I think, uh, I know the mechanical guys have to do a lot of calcs and stuff to figure out right. the CFMs. And, we're, the, you know, a lot of our math is done by our designers. Yeah. So, yeah. Got to know how to be a tape measure, though, right? Got to know how to read a tape measure. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a big measure. one. Yeah. You can read a tape measure and add, subtract, and multiply. <laughs> You'll be in good shape. So, um, what are some of the, what's the some of the biggest advances you think in sprinkler fitting that you've seen in your time in in the in the industry? Well, this industry never seemed obviously there's the good times and the bad, but this is a very strong industry. Life safety isn't going away. Right. Um, it's not going away. It's going to constantly need to be serviced maintained um so i think it's a very uh a very secure industry it's it's uh you can certainly build a lifelong career in in this industry yeah um what about as far as where where do you think the industry's going do you think where do you th where do you see the industry changing or, or improving or like you said you're saving people's lives right you're saving yeah. buildings you're yeah whereas yeah. years ago fire hit the building and it was a total waste right gone right. now you've got sprinkler systems in place that stop or prevent the, the, the building being a total loss what are some advances in technology do you think that the sprinkler fitters are going to see oh i mean just in the since i've started there's been it, for ease of install, we've got the quick connect couplings. Um, the sprinkler the sprinkler heads themselves have evolved over the years to require yep. less flow or better spray patterns, um, especially on the storage end of things. Um, the pre-action systems uh, have have evolved, uh, so it is going to be a constantly evolving industry because the standards are update are, are being updated. 
Um, and, 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 and to build on that, I see this, I see this industry really uh, expanding on the residential end of things, especially the one and two family homes. We've just seen an increase over the past five years in the amount of single family homes that have been sprinkled, especially, you know, in New Hampshire and even, even in mass now, we're seeing a lot of these developments require uh, sprinklers, which, you know, I'm an advocate for, I think if, if it could help protect your family, why not? You know, it's, it's a minimal investment in, in compared to the whole cost of a home. So on the residential things, it's really going it, to, it, it's just evolving. And so. I'd be afraid to put a sprinkler head in my house. My kid would knock that thing off. No. Yeah, no, I hear you. I'm retrofitting my house. and I'm worried about that too. So yeah. That kid, my one kid would be like, what's this thing doing? Let me hang my well, shirt from yeah. it while it's drying and then pull, you know, I know it wouldn't, but yeah. My, go, if, if it's going to break, my kid's going to figure out how to break it, right? Got to go with and the it, penitentiary style <laughs> in your house. Huh? Yeah. I need a, need a cage over it. Yeah, my wife would say, look, look, look like a penitentiary. Uh, you know, I sometimes even like, you know, talk about life safety, hard wiring of, you know, smoke detectors in people's houses has come a yeah. long way, right? Whereas in the yes. old days, it, how crazy that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good or a bad, you know, I know those right now I'm running through at my house right now. The, the smoke detectors are about 10 years. They start to kind of, expire yeah. just going off in the middle of the night so you don't know what you're doing yeah and i take them all down because i can't stand at two o'clock in the morning trying to figure out which mm-hmm. one's the bad one i take them all down and yeah. then my wife will say you know two weeks later did you put them back up I'm like nope oh, I didn't yeah put them back no. up and she's like you gotta put them back up like, oh, i gotta figure it out and uh again the advances of life safety as yes. opposed to a couple of just you know double-sided tape to the ceiling and you never know right but yep. at least that goes um as far as the training of the teaching of what do you guys do internally at excel to kind of get and the guys go to school you know they need so many hours of school but what do you guys do at excel to help get your guys ready so we do um actually every monday every monday at 9 15 we do uh a 15 minute zoom with our entire field crew um we usually try to todd cover a toolbox talk. So we'll, we might just do a safety toolbox talk um, or we'll do some sort of jobs or some sort of sprinkler related training, whether it be, you know, on a new piece of equipment or, uh, you know, maybe a particular dry valve that we've started to buy. So we'll do that. We do that every Monday. And then on top of that, I mean, once or twice a year, we like to pull the whole team together just to do an in-person training. We actually had you guys provide that this year we did fall protection training with uh, i believe it was harvey carry up harry did a great job he came up did fall protection training for us so uh we really try to encourage training um training with all our guys uh um i know uh so yeah we every week we do some whether it's a toolbox talk or or uh sprinkler related training so and then what about guys that maybe be in the field for a couple of years and want to kind of move into what you're kind of doing? What can they do to get themselves ready to slide into an operations position? So um, that's that's a great point. So there's there's uh, management, project management courses you can take. You don't necessarily need to go to, I didn't go to college. You don't necessarily need to go to college. Um, so there's project management courses you can take, um, you know, to, to get into a, a PM position. Um, I think if if that's the direction you're looking to go, get that field experience and then really uh, try to be detail oriented, um, show you can manage a project well. And that's, you know, that that doesn't go unnoticed and you can certainly advance. Um, and on top, of, I mean, 
to build on that, yeah, uh, project management's a great uh, opportunity. Um, operations manager, that's a great opportunity, but design too. We, there's not enough designers out there and the sprinkler fitters make the best designers. So if these guys spend a few years in the field and say, you know what, I'm getting beat up out here. That's a great, a yep. great, great option um, for, you know, Avenue. I think they can do very well. I think you make a good point, right? If you spend a few years in the field as a, as a, as a fitter and then you go into the design side, you kind of know more than someone just designing layouts because absolutely you've got the field background. Yeah. Uh, what's one piece of advice that maybe someone gave you in the industry? What's one piece of advice that you, that you kind of carry with you to this day? Um, One piece of advice. Well, as far as re customer relations, one, one piece of advice is I, uh, somebody once told me, you know, never ignore your customer. It's a, a bad answer is better than no answer at all. So if you get into a management position, always pick up that phone. Um, always give that customer an answer. Yep. And that goes a long way. So that's one that's one piece of advice. And then um, always show up to work on time. That doesn't go unnoticed either. Be on time every day. Um, you know, granted, life happens. But if you're punctual and you work hard, you can yeah do well. uh, you know that's a that's um that's great advice to give someone i show up work, work on time and you can't teach that to someone that's the no. that's the toughest part about that you can teach someone to read a watch teach someone to tell time right but you can't teach someone to be someplace on time right so if you have a job and you're going to be there for eight right. point that, that, that you why not be there five of eight mm -hmm. instead of five after eight right because people notice when you're not there on time they then to notice when you aren't so that's some great advice from Dan Barry, the ops uh, manager for the folks of Excel Fire. And now comes my personal favorite part of the podcast. It's called the Lightning. It's uh, super exciting. We're going to insert some lightning sound effects here on the podcast. You can't hear it now, but it's post production, they call it. But um, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, or the 90s, which decade do you love the most and why? Oh, probably the 80s. Baby. How come? What do you like about uh, the 80s so much? I love I love the 80s. I love 80s movies. I grew up, I mean, I, I was born in the 80s, so I didn't watch the 80 movies until the 90s, but I love, you know, the 80s action movies. What do you what's uh, so what's a good 80s action movie? What, what, oh, what do you think? God, you got, got Rambo, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Terminator, Predator, all those yep. movies. I, Classics. Those, yeah. Classic stuff. Yep. Uh if you have to sing karaoke, what song do you pick? Oh man. Karaoke. Yeah, karaoke. Um, probably I'm on a boat by the Lonely Island. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh um if a movie was made of your life, what genre would it be and who would play Dan Barry in the movie? Oh god. Uh what genre? Maybe action and Bruce Willis. Oh, I love it. Yeah, you got the Bruce Willis Willis vibe going on there. I I can see that. Um if you were a wrestler, what would your entrance theme song be? Oh, another good one. Because uh, you don't think about the stuff every day, right? You to, if I was a wrestler. I... Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. a good question. A wrestler. You're, re you're a wrestling fan? You know, not not really. Not uh, anymore, no. You know, you know, I know I know who Stone Cold Steve Austin that's and Hulk Hogan is and yeah, that's right. Talk, but um entry song. I don't know. It's kind of cliche, but maybe Eye of the Tiger. That's I don't know if that's a good one. I think that's I a good one. Better, no. uh, what is the, your favorite item that you've bought for yourself this year? Favorite item that I bought for myself this year. 
Let's see. What did I buy for myself this year? So it was a tough one for dad, right? Dads don't buy themselves a lot of stuff. I'm with you. No, no. Uh, Something to work on the house, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> yes, I bought a couple new tools. Yeah, oh, that's about... Yeah. I got a hill. So we renovated my kitchen. Or actually my kitchen, and I still got to finish the bathroom. That's a, that's a bad subject. Um, and I bought a healthy... Uh, a healthy sheetrock gun with Ooh. like loadable clips. The thing was awesome. So yeah. that, that would probably be the best purchase of the year. Yeah. We well, just like tearing down sheetrock and putting it up for no apparent reason, but just to use that tool, right? Oh yeah. Thing yeah. Was sick. Yeah. Telling your friends that you guys need sheetrock. Huh? I got a cool tool. Um, favorite tradition or holiday. Well, I'd say I think I love Christmas having the kids. Yeah. Yeah. And traditions I go away with that. Uh, I get, Three best friends. I usually go away with them every Memorial Day weekend for a couple of days. So probably favorite tradition. Yeah. Yeah, good for you. Uh which band or artist, dead or alive, would play at your funeral? Oof. I love Tom Petty. So, nice. Yeah. Um favorite meal to cook and why? I like making ch- uh, chicken Caesar salad. Ooh, that's a good one. All right. Yeah. Uh, are you a cat person or a dog person? I'm a dog person. Uh, weirdest food you've ever eaten and would you eat it again oh probably alligator and i don't think i'd eat it again oh wow all right uh if you could live anywhere in the world for a year where would it be uh probably uh colorado there's a uh, this is a good one no there's a big food fight at the berry house at dinner time what is your weapon of choice can't say mashed potatoes okay Weapon of choice. Weapon of choice. Uh, probably whipped cream. The whipped cream. And last one is because of the Coffee Break podcast. How do you like your coffee? Black. And then are you a Dunkin' guy, Starbucks guy, kind of make it home guy? Uh, make it home in Dunkin's. All right. Good for you. All right. That's Dan Barry, uh, ace, sprinkler, fitter, and ops manager up at Excel Fire. You can reach out to him if you have any questions. And he's an outstanding teacher for the Gould Construction Institute. So we can't thank him enough. And we will give a special shout out to Mrs. Barry, who may be listening to this. Uh, get some rest, Mrs. Barry. Uh, Dan's going to make some chicken Caesar salad when he gets home for you. Thank All right. You. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate your time. No problem. It was great having Dan Barry on the podcast with us. Uh, you know, he's a he's a he's a sprinkler fitter during the day and a teacher at night. So uh, I cannot thank him enough. I'm sure the students appreciate him. We need more uh, people in the trades that want to do that for the students of the trades because without the teachers we've got nothing so thanks to dan barry and then uh we've got some upcoming trains it's a busy time for us here at gci what do we got else we have a lot going on through the end of the year actually um but just to name a few october 28th we'll have a signal certification and basic rigging safety class at the gci abc mass woburn office um november 4th we're going to have a safety systems for fall hazards also called fall protection class um also at the abc gci woburn office it's from 8 a.m to 2 p.m we'll have a construction supervisor license continuing ed class so if you need your ce credits for your csl make sure you sign up for that it's going to be november 7th and 8th you're going to have to attend both sessions to be able to get full ce credits and then a new class that we just put up on the schedule we have a cpr training that's going to be on november 9th from five to nine at the gci abc woburn office so if you need a brush up on your cpr training um or you just need to get it for the first time 
really great class to sign up for. Uh, you can sign up for all of these classes and the rest of the classes that we have through 2023, as well as January 2024 at gwgci.org forward slash events. Awesome. And now comes everyone's favorite time of the podcast. It is the now the news uh, brought to you by Kenny and Sam's and Patriot Benefit Services. See, featured news of the week is the step into safety event was a success. Last Thursday, we had a uh, a great event here at the office here in Woburn. Over 70 members attended the Step Into Safety event. Program featured presentations of the Step Awards. There was a presentation entitled Safety with a Smile by Safety Solution Consultants, President Milt Jacobs. They had uh, 11 or 12 uh, vendors here, such as Wellness Workdays, USI Insurance Services, OSHA was here, Contractors Rich Management, Claire Advisors, Safety Solution Consultants, and the United Alliance of Services. And uh, nobody went hungry that night because it was a great catered event by Northeast Smokehouse Barbecue. So congratulations to all the step winners that night. Um, you can find all the winners in your newsletter that was sent out on Monday. But we're putting together a quick video to the highlight some of the winners. So congratulations to all of them. Don't forget, we've got a uh, Oktoberfest coming up on October 26th to benefit the Young Joe Kenny Foundation over at Bear Moose Brewery, Brewery in Everett. It was a great time last year. I know they also had a great time. It was a fantastic event. If you want more information, you can reach out to carol at abcma.org. Uh, we also had a great time. Steve Sullivan and I went over to Capone Iron up in Raleigh, Massachusetts, had a steel day. Uh, it was a super cool place to go and look around. Uh, huge building, lots of steel being cut and welded and and being moved around in the shop. It was a. They had schools from all over Massachusetts go up there and talk about uh, how exciting the steel industry can be. There was a welding simulator there as well. So I want to give Steve Capone a shout out because he was a, a, an amazing host that day. So thanks to Steve. Um, let's see here. We do want to give uh, a quick little acknowledgement for Google Construction has named four winners of the Rising Star Award, and they are Eric Ware, Brian Lavoy, David Sprague, and Kyle Torres, all sheet metal teachers in various locations across the state. Congratulations to them. They'll be uh, honored at the Excellence in Construction Awards coming up on the 2nd, November. I'd like to congratulate Metro Wallace for acquiring Aceto Acoustics. They have announced the acquisition of Aceto Acoustics, a Maine-based acoustical company, effective October 2nd. Uh, along with the acquisition, Metro Walls will continue to expand its portfolio and footprint in Maine while offering its full line of services to new and existing customers throughout the region. And in exciting news, Deco has joined Comfort Systems USA, which is congratulations to them. And as always, if you want to be on the podcast, you can reach out to me, Mike, at gwgci.org. And if you want to put something in the newsletter, you can reach out to Charlie uh, at this email address, communications at abcma.org. All right. And then uh, we haven't done this in a while, but we're going to reach into the mailbag here. I'm going to tear open this letter. And let's see if I can tear this letter open here. Insert letter tearing sometimes. <laughs> uh, and this letter comes from Caitlin in Tixbury, and she's wondering... Uh, there's been some talk in the classes about the local craft championship taking place on Medford Vocational High School on the 18th of November. Uh, where can she find more information? What can we tell her about the local craft championship? Absolutely. So, Caitlin, thank you for the question. If you are a year two or above, you are eligible to, to be part of the craft champ. You also need to be an ABC member. Um, if you don't know, just ask your company. They'll let you know, and then you can participate. Um, the, usually, our te your teachers will go ahead and ask any of the students in the classroom if they would like to be part of the craft champ. 
Um, so you should know by now. If you don't, just ask your teacher and they can find out, or you can just reach out to us here in the office. There's also a link, right, Allison, a link online where they can register. There's yeah. a free. Um, if you go onto our website underneath calendar, if you hover over the calendar option on the menu, um, it says local craft championship slash vendor fair. And if you click on that, it has all the information on how to um, register to compete, how to attend, how to sign up as a vendor if you wish to do that. Um, lots. Of I love the here. vendor. This is a shameless plug out here. Allison is putting together an amazing vendor fair. Um, so if you have anything that you'd like to sell, please, please, you know, click on that. You know, you can scroll down, click on the vendor list. You can apply to be one. It's very minimal fee or just reach out to Allison directly and she'll she'll let you know what's going on. So, Caitlin, if your mom makes candles or cookies or tablecloths, whatever her heart desires, she can go ahead and sign up to be a vendor. So we look forward to everybody out at the Craft Champ, November 18th. Be there or be square. All right. And as Kayla, always. Kayla's going to be square because she can't. <laughs> I know. Unfortunately, I cannot make it. I have a, a birthday, sweet 16 thing going on. So um, yeah, I'm kind of sad I'm not going to be there because I know the vendor fair is going to be amazing. The, comp the competition's a lot of fun, but I hope everybody else has a lot of fun for for me. We'll, we'll party. Well. We're going to party. Nice. We'll party for you. All right. Thank and you. as and as always, like, tag, share, follow, tell your friends, let everybody know about the podcast. It's the official podcast of uh, the Associated Builders and Contractors of Massachusetts and the Gould Construction Institute. And we will see you next time. Ooh. <laughs> I might think of this